I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been getting cold here in California, so it is making me feel super unmotivated to do anything but sleep and ponder about which show I should watch next because. My greatest love has left me, which is Gossip Girl. Yeah, so here's the thing is we were supposed to be recording with our friend Steel Saunders today so you could talk about the Gossip Girl finale, but apparently like taking care of your kid is more important than talking about Gossip Girl, which seems wrong to me, but whatever. Uh, hopefully he can come on next week or soon and you, you can gossip to your garlish heart content with him. Yeah, well, that means that gives you time to watch the finale also. See, I was wondering that. Like, I was, um, I actually just recorded an episode of Rogue Rebels with our buddy Sal and, um, I was about to him, like, oh, I should go watch Gossip Girl. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't because I haven't. I haven't been watching for a while, and so far it's just been you telling me about what's happening to characters I vaguely remember, and so I wasn't sure whether I should actually watch it or not. I think you should. I think that you should definitely watch the finale, though, so that you know what's going on. But the finale is a two-parter, which is something that I wasn't expecting. Also, that the fact that I wasn't expecting that this season was only 10 episodes long. Like, I think I got through, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of the episode and I was like hold us hold on one second and I checked like the HBO and I saw that there were only 10 episodes and I'm like oh my god I'm at the end no this is Aww. not how I wanted it to be like it ended abruptly like I <laughs> was so shocked I texted you and I'm like I accidentally watched the finale <laughs> I was I was wondering what accidentally mean <laughs> I was going to wait and I was going to like prepare myself like for, you know, the finale because 
I don't know. I've been doing this gossip girl thing for the past couple of months. Like it is like literally like taken over me to the point now where I'm just like twiddling my thumbs because like that was the show that I would watch like while exercising. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that now I have like no motivation to exercise, but it's it's getting to a point where it's like I need to find something because right now I'm watching Bridgerton and it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with Bridgerton. It just it doesn't tickle my tickle me as much as Gossip Girl did. Like, Gossip Girl did so much to me. Like, it ch- it changed me. It affected my life. Like, I have never found a show that I have loved as much as I've loved Gossip Girl. I'm serious. I just, there's nothing that has ever sparked my interest as much as Gossip Girl. And the fact that I don't even know all the names of the people in Bridgerton, all the brothers look the fucking same. Dude, I spent, because I only, I only, I watched like the first two episodes and there were entire times where like with the younger brother and I thought it was the older brother. And I just, I'm like, okay, I'm done with the show now because I can't tell these people apart and everybody's kind of annoying, even though the lead guy is very, very pretty. Oh my god, he's gorgeous. Yeah. I see he's been getting a lot of roles too because of that and I'm like good for you, man. Like I yeah. I like him and in, in the show. Like episode 2. No, I think I think it was episode 2 or 3 like really got into like why he's an asshole. I mean, he's not really an asshole, but he has his reasonings for why people might think he's an asshole. Oh yeah, cuz his his like dad or whatever was the huge friggin' monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that episode. That was the last one I saw. And then I'm like, eh, I just don't care enough to keep watching it. And, like, it's one of those shows where you know how it's going to end. You know that, you know, the two people that shouldn't be together are going to be together in the end. Or I don't know. Yeah, it's like, the, the I don't f- care. The fake relationship that turns into a real relationship. Yeah. You have seen, like, the 20 versions of that Justin Timberlake movie where, like, they pretend to be together. Or they, like, you know the what I'm talking about? The one that him and Mila Kunis were in where, like, they were sleeping around and then, like, they caught feelings for each other. Is that then, Friends with Benefits? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of those movies. And then there was one with Natalie Portman and I think it was Ashton Kutcher. I believe and so. That those two movies like came out like kind of like near the same time, and I'm thinking like these these movies are basically the same thing. How the fuck did they get released like around the same time? Like it just is yeah. Insane. That was a that was an Armageddon Deep Impact situation. It happens sometimes. It's always interesting. So, what do you think you're going to watch next? I don't know. Steel told me about the OC, and. I think that I want to gravitate towards the OC because I loved Laguna Beach in the Hills. But I think that I hold Laguna Beach in the Hills as such a high pedestal that like I'm afraid to watch the OC if that makes any sense because like I'm watching the show that helped create like the show that was my childhood. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch that like every morning before going to middle school, like watching like Lauren Conrad and her best friends, you know, doing things or when she was working for Teen Vogue. Like I loved that shit. Like that made me like 12 year old me be like, I want to move to LA. I want to be Lauren Conrad. But now I know I do not want to be Lauren Conrad. I do not want to live in LA, but it's nice to fantasize about that every once in a while. Cause she's just a flawless human being. I love Lauren Conrad. I saw maybe the first two seasons of the OC, maybe just the first one I saw. I mean, 
that is sort of a natural one to follow up Gossip Girl with in terms of teen dramas. But I don't know. It's not quite as fun because I part of the Gossip Girl thing that I like is all the totally ridiculous Upper East Side New York society thing. And even though the OC is also about a whole bunch of like obnoxious rich kids, it's a very different dynamic. Yeah, I watched the trailer for the series and like half of it seemed like fun. Like, oh, teenagers hooking up. Like there's one with a vodka bottle and then destruction and fire and someone carrying a lifeless body from a burning car. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, this is too intense. Like the when Gossip Girl would get too intense, like when Trip and Serena were in that car accident, like that quickly went by. Or like, you know, the unfortunate car accident when Blair lost her baby. Like that was just one, something that was just forgotten. And if feel like with with the OC it's way more dramatic and just way more heavy from my memory the OC is more physical fights and less um devious plotting and I prefer devious plotting yeah, there's no one out there like Blair. And it's funny, too, because some people recommended Bridgerton to me because it was like an 1800s version of Gossip Girl because like Lady Whistleton or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just I I'm going to finish it because I'm already at a point now where I'm there. It just nothing interests me about this show. Like these characters aren't very interesting other than Simon. I like Simon. That's it. Like the Bridgertons are OK. Um the main girl is fine it's it's just like half the time i find myself like skipping some parts i'm just like okay like you guys are like dragging it on and that's a bummer is that i love shonda rhimes like i loved scandal that's the only shonda rhimes show i watched because gray's anatomy not my thing i watched a lot of gray's anatomy i just can't do dr mcdreamy or patrick dempsey like isn't he an asshole Yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 But I didn't like his character either. I and, and I also didn't like Meredith, who was the main character. I thought she was obnoxious as shit. But I liked a lot of the supporting cast. Yeah. But I'm really happy for Shonda that she got out of, like, the Disneyverse. Because I remember she wrote, like, an article about a year ago saying that she took a family member to Disneyland and she couldn't get her a free ticket. It's like, this is fucking Shonda Rhimes who writes stuff like for ABC and you couldn't give her like a free ticket for her friend into Disneyland or something. And that's when she knew, okay, no, I'm out. I'm going to do my own shit. And I mean, good for her. She's really successful now, you know, with Bridgerton, with other things that she's working on. So good for her. Yeah. I mean, she has got like a whole, media empire that she has spawned but no i mean the oc is a yeah i mean i kind of think of that in the same vein as gossip girl i mean much more than i do bridgerton um did you ever watch any buffy i did i stopped i don't know when i stopped buffy but i remember i lost interest in it like really early on like, I know that her and, like, Demon Boy probably get together, like, sometime, but, like, I don't know when, because, like, they were both, like, flirting around and shit. Oh, that's, that's super early then. If you, if she still hasn't, like, ended up with Angel, then that's, like, 
first season. Yeah. Which is not very good. The second season really picks up. I'll, I mean, I'll have to start that. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it with the whole like Joss Whedon yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm hesitant to recommend that one to anybody right now because I mean, Buffy was. I mean, besides Star Trek, like Buffy was my first fandom that I was like actively involved in, and like wrote fan fiction for and moderated a website for and was obsessed with what made you walk away from that i mean the show ended <laughs> and there's there's only so long like i like i hung around for a while afterwards but there's only so long you can stick around when it's been gone for years like i still like yeah no i stuck with buffy through the end that's awesome there's probably a lot of people that like did that with Star Wars when they thought that like Star Wars was ending. Like think about those people that like left like before like the announcement that <laughs> they were going to do the prequels or something. <laughs> well, I mean, Star Wars because like, you at least then like you still had the EU going on and there was, you know, some stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, it's sort of an, like there's still I mean, I technically still have moderating powers on that website, and I check it every once in a while. People post stuff to it all the time. Like, fan fiction for Buffy is still really popular. That's cool. I wonder if anyone from, like, the Star Wars community are, like, active members in the Buffy land, too. It's a... The site I do is a is a uh, crossover site, and I know there's some Star Wars stories on there. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I just... I, Buffy never did anything for me I mean I'd have to go back on Netflix and see like how far I got but I don't even remember half this shit the first season's a little rough then they're really sort of like finding their feet and the bad guy's not as good I mean Buffy's a show that is it varies a lot depending on who the big bad is Mm -hmm. and the master in season one is sort of like okay but they're still like a little bit rough and they're still defining everybody's character and then Season two is amazing. Season three, you get the mayor as a bad guy, and that's really great. Season four goes to college, and that's always a little bit rough. It's always rough when your main characters transition from high school to college, because I found that being really tricky with Gossip Girl, because I was almost annoyed that everyone was still pulling the same same shenanigans they were pulling in high school than they were in college. Like I almost felt like at times they were a little bit more immature in college than they were in high school. Except when Dan was sleeping with his high school teacher, of course, because <laughs> fuck you, Dan. Yeah. But yeah, that's always tricky because like you see them as kids and then they start doing like adult things. Like when I was telling you like that the, the fake Charlie Rhodes was like hooking up with Rufus, like that's when I was just like, I don't know how this went over when the show like was at its prime because like I feel disgusting like looking at them having sex on the couch. Like it is just gross. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but all the disrespect because that's yeah. just oh i don't like that like yeah and and with things like buffy like and and other things too at least you have to have an excuse for everybody sticking around as opposed to going off to colleges all over the country or at least all over the state like naturally high school kids do 
And that's always a bit of a... Like, at least in Buffy, you can go, well, they all decided to stick around to help, you know, save the world. Yeah, it was getting hard in Gossip Girl when, like, oh, yeah, I, we all wanted to go to Yale, but, like, all of us are at NYU now, and this person's at Columbia. And then Serena's just like, I don't know, I'm going to flip a coin and see yeah. where I go or whatever opportunity is presented to me because everything was always handed to Serena when she would always deny it, but it was always like 100% fact. And, uh, man. I just, I can't believe it's over, Emily. Like, I invested so much of my time. Like, I I don't know if I'm ever going to find a series like that again. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'll rack my brain and see if I can think of anything. Although, seriously, you need to watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the best feel-good show ever. And it'd be a good, like, before you start up something that is a billion seasons long, 22 episodes a season, watch you know eight episodes of a sitcom that is the most glorious thing i ever made and do you know how much something has to be good for me to like something that is sweet and optimistic yeah and something that you actually finish and like go back and watch <laughs> i've watched it like three times like all the way through and that's more, and like there's individual episodes i've watched more than that it's the greatest thing that ever happened yeah, to be fair, Carlos and I were going to watch it on Friday night, but like I watched the trailer for it and I'm like this is too good. Like this is too <sighs> That's the stupidest thing anybody's ever said. It's just, just watch it's the show. Too nice and I was a little tired. Mm. And then it we watched the expect- Mormon documentary oh, yeah, and I fell asleep during that, but I like the Mormon documentary and there is also a new Netflix documentary called Made You Look, which is about um, art forgery, which is super good, and I recommend it. But God damn it, watch Ted Lasso. I'll definitely watch it. It's like, a great show on Earth. I have to because Steve is making me watch it, and i i gotta I gotta please Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. It is a show that I heard the premise of and thought that sounds stupid and dumb. I'm never gonna watch it. And then luckily my brother and his wife were like, no, 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 no. It's actually really good. And so I watched it and fell in love. Yeah, we have Apple TV or like one of like the Apple streaming service because I think someone got like a new phone or a new this or that. So like they give it to you for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll have to watch that. But who knows? Maybe I'll get a new phone too soon. So maybe that's what will make me watch Ted Lasso as well. I got this free streaming service, so I might as well watch Ted Lasso. It's like, you know, it's like four hours of your life. Yeah, I just, I love just the fact that Gossip Girl was just so many seasons. And it felt like it lasted forever. But then all of a sudden it didn't anymore. Like, (laughs) I was just living in La La Land the first, like, season when you know they were celebrating you know their first thanksgiving together and then you were getting flashbacks to old serena and you're thinking wow you know serena's really come far and then you get to the season finale and found out that she fucking killed someone or she thought she killed someone but i don't know gossip girl's wild and i miss it i love it i don't think i'm ready to revisit it yet because there are some things that are still like unforgivable that i can't wait to talk to steel about 
But I think that you should watch the finale so that you know what's going on and you understand the frustrations that I might have. Because I I think I remember that this was one of the most like polarizing series finales because like a lot of people were like mad about like some certain things or it was like there's no perfect series finale, but there's a lot of bad ones. And I think this one was considered a bad one because of the ending. Yeah, endings are hard. Yeah, and I mean, it had to end because these actors, you know, had to start doing other things. I mean, even though these actors haven't done anything, like, as big as Gossip Girl, still they had to grow up. They had to do other jobs. But it was really sad because, like, the the last, last episode was, like, the one that they aired, like, on TV before and it was like the, the cast and the crew talking about their time spent and how they all got along and they were all family and I'm like oh I know more things about these Gossip Girl characters more than I know about my own family <laughs> you know if you wanted you could continue the Penn Badgley thread and the first two seasons of You are on Netflix the third season is going to be sometime this year that show is wild. That's the one where he's the serial killer, right? It's insane. He's a stalker. It's crazy. Well, that fucking fits. <laughs> it's. Pre- I. I gotta say, I just rewatched it, and I actually like stuck with the rewatch and rewatched all like of both seasons, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for watching. I feel like I I feel so innocent when I say this. I don't know if I feel ready to like watch things with like legit like sex scenes or like because I watch Bridgerton on my treadmill and I'm just I'm running and like I can't wear my headphones anymore because like they've been giving not these ones, but like my other headphones because they've been giving me ear infections and hearing people having sex and then someone walk someone like walking into the garage <laughs> and being like what it's the fuck awkward. are you watching but also i got that when i was watching gossip girl my dad would be like oh like what are you doing i'm like i'm, I'm watching gossip girl and this was when he thought that like gossip girl was this like this big show or something because i was first telling him that i was watching it and he's like oh do you think i should watch it i'm like dad no it's a teen <laughs> drama <laughs> I would love to hear what your dad had to say about Gossip Girl. My dad used to watch Glee with us. He was always very open to watching stuff. He would always get excited about like American Idol when American Idol was like almost watchable. Now it's just it's been going on for so long. Like I I can't believe that there are still people like auditioning like for American Idol. Like it's it's crazy to me. And then like like Claudia Conway audition. Like I wonder how she's doing, man. I think about her sometimes. No idea who that is. She's uh Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, she went on American Idol and like Katy Perry's like, Are you okay? She's like, No. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize she had been on American Idol. Okay. Yeah, her performance wasn't bad, but Yeah. So, what did you think of the series finale of WandaVision? I liked the character moments. I thought the fight scenes and the magic scenes were pretty bad looking. 
And I know that Vision's whole like fighting style is he shoots a laser out of his head at things. But when you have two Visions and they're fighting each other, both with laser vis- lasers coming out of their heads, like they're having like like a lightsaber battle, only it's with head lasers, then I think it's really silly looking. So I didn't love that. Um, I think it is a little too quick to excuse what Wanda did. Mm-hmm. The when when sh- when the spell is over and she's walking through town again and everybody's glaring at her and Monica has the line, they'll never know what you sacrificed for them. I was like, oh fuck you, show. Like no 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 no. Like yeah, I understand she was going through a lot of grief and what she- what happened to her is horrible and she wasn't completely in control of it and obviously like wasn't even aware of everything that she was doing to these people but you don't get that like oh you sacrifice so much to to what remove them from the horrible spell you put them under no 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 i i couldn't talk with that that really bothered me um but i thought the the goodbye stuff with her and vision and the kids was very sweet um I like that we have white vision now so that Paul Bettany can continue to be in the Marvel movies, which I probably won't see anyway because he tends to be in the Avengers movies, which I don't care about. But, yeah, like, overall, I thought it was fine. It made me cry, which I was not expecting. I liked it better than I liked the episode before because that episode sucked shit. It was a pretty satisfying ending, and I liked the... um. The first in credit sequence when the scrawl lady comes and is like, hey, there's a friend of your mom's and he wants to see you because I'm like, okay, well, that is either Nick Fury or Talos. And that means Monica's going to be on the fucking secret invasion show, I hope, as well as being in, as well as being in Captain Marvel 2. And I'm excited for that because I like Monica and I think it'll be fun. It's a little it's a shame that. She didn't get to do anything this episode except get shot with a gun. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. How about you? What were your, what were your thoughts? Was, <laughs> Brittany's making a face right now. It was fine. Like it, it made me realize that like Marvel kind of terrifies me because like opinions are wrong, and if you have a certain opinion about something, you are wrong. Because, like, (laughs) there are so many things to back up why your opinion is wrong. Like, why this thing had to happen, or why this thing had to happen. Like, I think that the inclusion of, like, comics like, terrifies me if that makes sense. Because, like, all of this is based on Marvel comics. So, like, something could be happening, and then something else could be happening because, oh, that's what happened in the comics. You know, that's this or that. But, I don't know. I, after the Halloween episode, like I was really just taken out of it. Like Mm. I, I think that I was bummed because I was really hoping that Evan Peters was actually Evan Peters, but like, no, he's just some Mr. Boner. Look on the one hand. Yes. Cause I want the X-Men to come in on the other hand. Maybe the funniest trolling that a show has ever done to their fans. And considering what fucking whiny little shit babies the MCU fans have turned out to be, I'm glad of it. Like, I like, I want the X-Men, and I know we're going to get them eventually, and I was hoping it meant that. But the fact that it's just like, nah, he's just some dude, I thought 
was really funny. Yeah, I watched it twice and it was fine. The CGI in moments looked really bad, but I had to remind myself that this is a television show and this is what they're spending all their money on right now is double vision fighting. And then when they're running, they're spinning around in the library talking about like photosynthesis or I don't even know, just something, just some quantum bullshit. I don't know. And then... I thought it was cool, you know, Wanda's reveal, her new costume, you know, at the end when she's flipping the book, and then she's controlling her body, then she's, uh, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I think that it showed that I'm really intimidated by Marvel because of my lack of understanding of, you know, certain things and why certain things are happening. Like, I feel like a lot of, you know, just... It just, it's it's a lot for me. You know, I'm a simple viewer of Marvel, you know, and it's hard for me to simply watch it and then, like, hear all the discourse about it because no, it makes yeah. me think I'm wrong for no, my opinions. No, here's the thing is, first of all, discourse fucking sucks. The Marvel discourse in particular is terrible. Also, the MCU isn't the comic universe and it needs to be able to stand on its own. And there's plenty of things that they've done completely differently. And so you can't... It, it, Often it's not just, oh, this is a thing in the comics, so this is the thing here. Like, it's, it doesn't translate 100%. I mean, I mean, just even even for things like, like Wanda and Quicksilver's origin story, although even in the comics they're no longer Magneto's kids, but that was a stupid rewrite that I don't agree with. And 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 stuff like the, the like the twins in WandaVision, which are completely made from Wanda, and they didn't bring in the Mephisto thing from the comics. Like the show just needs to be the show, and the movies just need to be the movies. And there need to be not yes, like there's fun nods to the comics and stuff, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's not the comics, and the comic knowledge doesn't matter because they're separate universes. Yeah, I just I still feel like I don't know a lot like I've seen all the movies but I still am like oh like what's this who's this person you know why is this happening like I I almost feel like you know because there's so much like discourse going on you know there's so many just this is why this happened you know there's a video reaction to this a video reaction to like how this is related to this in the comics and this or that. It just makes me feel like really uneducated in like Marvel school. And it makes me feel like I don't want to go to Marvel school. Like I already went to college. Like I'm good. Then don't go to Marvel school. Here's the thing is this is much, much like Star Wars fandom, which is most Star Wars fans aren't in the fandom. Most Star Wars fans just watch the movies or they watch the Mandalorian and that's it. And then they go and do other things. Yeah, but I live with, like, Marvel scholars who are, like, having conversations about, like, why this is happening. And I'm I'm just sitting here, like, twiddling my thumbs, being like, uh, I saw a squirrel outside today, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know, but, yeah, it's fine. I I thought it was fine. I was really interested in the first couple episodes, and then I feel like, you know, we just knew, like, too much of what was going on. Um, I really hope that this is the end of WandaVision. Like, I like how just, like, they're one and done it. And I'm really yeah. interested to see uh, what Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be about. Because I feel like that's going to be, like, much, like, simpler. 
because it's just going to be action adventure men fighting so i'm like okay like i can deal with that yeah i gotta say that's a show i sort of have no like i'll watch the first episode and if i like it i'll watch more of the show but i sort of have no interest in that because like wandavision there was this sort of like ooh, i wonder what this is whereas with falcon and the winter soldier i'm like okay it's just gonna be a marvel show yeah and I don't know, I never, I couldn't deal with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I feel like this is sort of going to be the same thing there. Um, I, I am now more interested in the next Doctor Strange movie. Since, like, I do want to know what Wanda's story is going to be. Um, again, I like the character. I think Elizabeth Olsen is good. But, like, I... I ended up much less excited about the show than I was in those first couple episodes. Yeah, I think that this has definitely got me excited for the Doctor Strange movie because, you know, when when Agatha was talking about how Wanda was more powerful than Doctor Strange, I was like, holy shit. She could be the bad guy in this movie, or I don't know. Like, I'd love to see her with Doctor Strange, like doing some shit. Like, but that's the thing is that we don't know what's going to be happening. I mean, I see all this shit with the Spider Man thing, like, like how all the different Spider Men are coming together, and that's going to be weird. But I'm here for weird. Like, I want just something just surprising and weird to happen and that's why i was excited when evan peters came because i'm like Mm. they're combining the universe like i think that's awesome that they're just getting this universe and that universe and like mixing it all together like thinking that like when everyone went through the quantum realm like all this shit happened like it messed with reality i've always liked alternate universe stuff um whether in comics like the Marvel or Star Trek did it a couple times. They had a thing called the mirror universe, which is like, Hey, everybody's evil and has a goatee for some reason. And it's, it was in the original series and then um, picked back up a couple of times in deep space nine and became utterly fascinating. And then I guess some of the other series has done it as well, but I don't know. I've always been a sucker for the parallel universe thing and like, Hey, it's this character, but different. And I don't know, it's a trope that I really, really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Uh, It could easily end up being a disastrous mess, but. Yeah, but I love mess. So, (laughs) Uh, you know what I watched the other day hmm. was Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. Oh, oh Jesus. My God. That is such a bad movie. And we only watched it because we were searching for movies to watch on Netflix. And Rusty was talking. <laughs> Rusty used to watch that movie like all the time as a kid. So like I have very vague memories of it. Oh, and okay. I forgot how bad it was. Like there's a point in the movie where Eva Mendes is waiting for Nicolas Cage to come. Because like, they, he told her that he'd take her on a date or something and she pulls a magic eight ball out of her purse and just starts like shaking it and i'm like why without any explanation i'm like why do you have a magic eight ball like who brings a magic eight ball on a date that's when i knew i'm like this is gold this is movie gold right here what an awkward thing to carry around in your purse i know it it was just so so weird, so weirdly written. You know, when Nicolas Cage turns into Angry Skull Man, like it just it's so funny. <laughs> then 
he's just a silly motherfucker. I love Nicolas Cage, unironically. I mean, he is genuinely an extremely talented actor who has like made an entire different career for himself because he, you know, had the whole tax problem and like bought too many castles and dinosaur skeletons and needed to pay back a bunch of money. Uh, so now he just does any movie he can, but fuck man, he always is doing something. He's never asleep at the wheel. Did you ever watch those National Treasure movies? No, I've never seen those. Oh my god, Emily, you need to watch the first National Treasure. That will make you love him even more. Like, there is nothing as wonderful and as prime as Nicolas Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence. Like, you cannot go back from that. Like, I think that is pinnacle Nicolas Cage. With him being this Indiana Jones type guy with with the guy from The Hangover, like it is so funny. I like I like my Nick Cage completely unhinged. Um, Mandy, he's amazing. Like Mandy, he's genuinely amazing in. But also like Kagar out of space, where it's just like Nicholas Cage just is going crazy, and there's like space aliens. Oh, love it. What about the one with the cars when he has to like steal like 85 gone in, cars? Gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Which came out around the same time as Fast and the Furious. That's touching. Just Fast those... and... Oh, what are you going to say? What are you gonna no, say? never mind. No, I was just going to say it was another one of those like parallel movies coming out around the same time. Oh, uh, like uh, Friends with Benefits. <laughs> Is No Strings Attached the title of the other movie? No Strings Attached was the Natalie Portman one, and the Friends with Benefits was the Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis one, I believe. Okay. I've never seen either either movie, but still know the titles, because that's my brain. Our brains retain the most interesting information sometimes. (laughs) Like, what's the most, like, random information that you know, or just, like... I don't even know how to... I really... I genuinely don't know how to answer that question. I mean... Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. I feel like I knew that. I've I've I've, I've said it before. It's my fa- it's my like little bit of random trivia that I use because he couldn't be Michael Douglas because Michael Douglas was already Michael Douglas and the Screen Actors Guild doesn't let you do that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I believe that's how I would word it. Is what is the most like random trivia that you know? I'm trying to think of like one for me because like I know a bunch of just like random unnecessary like trivia mostly about celebrities because (laughs) I I had no friends in middle school so what I would do is I would get home and go on people or like TMZ and just like read about celebrities like I still have the documents from Pete Wentz and Ashley Simpson's divorce because I was devastated when they divorced wow oh oh we didn't we didn't we didn't talk about um the Oprah interview. Man, what a shit show that Megan went through. Like, I I can't believe that. I say this as somebody who does not care about the royal family as an institution at all. Like, I think monarchy is bad and it should be dissolved. I it, it genuinely feel awful for them and i 
like to the point of like getting mad because I mean, because obviously I mean the, the, like the racism about it and just like the disgusting like slanderous shit, but like yeah, I think it, it's combined the love of gossip and the righteous anger into like feeling very protective of this woman. Yeah, I've always liked Meghan Markle and you know what she stood for and that you know she was so outspoken and the fact that you know her and Harry like left and moved to Los Angeles like I give them major kudos and I am also you know partly celebrating the fact that Pierce Morgan no longer is working for Good Morning Britain because he's yeah. a sack of shit I'm but, sure Fox News will hire him in the next couple of weeks but uh, what a nightmare but I I knew that something had to happen for her and Harry to leave like that because, like, this is all Harry has ever known. So I just couldn't believe, like, all the things that, you know, she revealed, you know, about how it was concerning about Archie's skin tone and how dark he would be. Like, that broke dude, my heart. Dude, I, like, I mean, that's bananas. And the fact that that he, they both refused to say who it was. I mean, it's 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 got to be like it's got to be either Charles or like William. I mean, m- maybe Philip because everybody knows that dude's a huge fucking racist. But yeah, but also interest. I found it interesting that during the interview, like Megan had said that she heard that Philip was sick, and you know, instinct. You know, she went and called the Queen. Like, I think that it was not comforting to know like that the queen like treated her with you know respect look and who knows how much of that is bullshit in terms of they know that there's a line not to cross and how much of it is genuinely like it's 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 his grandmother and they actually care about her and you know like so so maybe partially that is you know strategic on their end but they were very careful to be like, no, the queen's very nice and we still care about her and she was never anything but nice to me and all of that. And, you know, like, and Harry, you know, talks about how much he loves her. But I keep thinking back to, um, and if people haven't listened to it, even if you're not at all interested in the royals, the podcast You're Wrong About did a five-episode series on princess diana and it is horrifying and depressing but one of the things that i was thinking about is he as a little kid was forced to mourn for his mother in public and like walk down the street during her funeral procession and stuff like that in front of you know all these cameras and thousands of people and how how gross that is and i just i feel bad for the guy and look yes he is extremely rich and extremely privileged but that still that doesn't mean that going through shit isn't going through shit and his mother was hounded to death by the press and her you know her mental health and all this stuff was like publicly like paged through for all of his all of her marriage and all of his life and 
just the gossip and all the nastiness, like the fact that he had even remotely a human being speaks well of him. And I like I, the fact that he was willing to leave, the fact that he left and was like, nah, I'm done. Like, look, yeah, they're still extremely rich. They're living on a huge estate somewhere. They have a lot of privilege, but racism is still racism and mental health issues are still mental health issues. I watched the James Corden interview that he did uh, last week when they went on like a little tour of Los Angeles and they did like a little boot camp thing. It was really cute. I recommend watching it for mindless fun. And, you know, we talked to James about it, you know, how he didn't leave in how he didn't leave, you know, just his duties and everything. He just moved and how he had to, you know, for his family that he saw that there was a problem and he fixed it. And I give him major kudos for that because he saw how horrible everything was for Megan and possibly for their child that they didn't give Archie a title. They didn't give him protection. Like, and the fact that when they moved down here, Tyler Perry had to, had to have some of his people be protection for them because like they couldn't get protection. Like they weren't guaranteed that like that is such bullshit. And it's awful because you think about all the other Royals that have, you know, protection and have titles. Like, Kate and William's kids have titles. I guarantee you that Eugene's kids have titles. Like, why doesn't Archie have a title? Like, it just, I mean, obviously we know the answer to that. But it's just mind-boggling to me that the racism is still there. Yeah, and when she was, when she talked about, like, going to, like, (laughs) the human resources department at the palace and being like, I am suicidal. I need help. And they're like, no, 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 that would look bad. And just, it's, I mean, it's despicable. And, and, and when, when Harry was talking about, and, and I get, look, again, like extremely privileged people, but I, I, I liked that Harry talked about, about that. And he's like, I was like, I didn't realize this. I lived an extremely sheltered existence the races, the casual racism stuff, I just was never part of my life. And when I met Megan, she opened my eyes and I learned about it. And like I, like I, I texted you, he's come a long way from the kid who dressed up like a Nazi at a costume party. And he, he, he seems to have genuinely put the work in and educated himself. And I, I think that I think that is something that we should you know, we should praise because it's 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 a big deal. Yeah, we should definitely praise that. Like Harry has come a long way. You know, we talk about, you know, with all the stuff with Gina Carano the last couple of weeks, you know, how it's important to educate yourself. And Harry is a great example of that. You know, he had a really like shady past. You know, I was looking up, you know, old pictures, you know, that TMZ posted of him getting wild in Las Vegas, like running around naked in the hotel. Like he has come definitely a long way, you know, wearing Nazi memorabilia, you know, at a Halloween party. You know, there's tons of other things that he did 
that I can't think of. But the fact that he actually educated himself, you know, Megan opened his eyes to a reality that he didn't know because he was so sheltered. I think that's amazing that he went out of his way to do that. You know, he had to do that, but I commend him for doing that because he saw that there was a problem and he fixed it. He took his wife and his child out of an area that probably could have killed him. He said that he saw like history could potentially, you know, repeat repeat itself. You know, I can't imagine how he would feel if he not only lost his mother, but his wife or his child or, you know, the other child that is about to come. Like, it's just so sad that all of this happened. And, you know, again, these are very privileged people. But, you know, I sympathize with that. You know, like family is tricky. The family business is really tricky. And especially when your family is racist. Like, that is just heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, when... When Harry's talking about the fact that, like, Charles stopped taking his phone calls and all of this shit, I'm just like, man, I just feel bad for this dude. I know. Like, the father that he has is not there and, you know, is choosing not to be there. And I know that's probably a relationship that'll take, like, time to heal. But also, like, I thought it was really wonderful to hear, like, how he still gets along with the queen. Like, in the James Corden interview, he said that he interv- he Skyped her or, you know, Zoomed her during the pandemic. And she asked, like, what does Archie want for Christmas? And he wanted um, <laughs> a waffle maker because the lo- little boy loves waffles. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, don't get me wrong. The queen still fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, definitely. Like, at the end of the day, she's the head of the royal family. And, like, there, there, a lot of this comes back at her door of in terms of, like, because they always talk about, well, the firm didn't help me here. The firm didn't help me there. And, honestly, I feel like if the queen was like, now nah, you got to do something about this, they would. So, it, but, I, it, you know, like, look, it's his grandmother. And if he still loves her, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bitch about that. Like, yeah, and then I almost too feel like the queen is not powerless in some ways because like I hate going back to like what we saw in the crown, but I think <laughs> about when yeah. her and Peter or when um her sister and Peter Townsend wanted to get married and they couldn't because like he was a divorcee and that would look bad. And like Elizabeth couldn't do anything about it because like of how bad it looked like I definitely think that there are some things that like she literally like can't control or she is brainwashed to think that she can't control and maybe this was one of those things but also she should say fuck that I'm the queen but also she's dealing you know her husband's like practically on his deathbed right now he just had like a major heart surgery he's 99 years old and had a major heart surgery yeah wow that's no look I I uh... No, I'm just gonna say it. Like, fuck that dude. Like, yeah, he's a racist piece of shit. Uh, I'm not gonna mourn him, but yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sympathizing for you know the queen or for anyone. You know, I mean, I'm sympathizing like for Meghan and Harry for you know all that they've been going through these past couple of years. Like the British press is awful. You know, you see Piers Morgan. That's all he says. He says <laughs> these terrible things. And then they bring her dad on to these Ugh. news channels. Like I can't stand seeing that man's face who purposely went to the press to get money. Like before her wedding, he was supposed to walk her down the aisle, but then it leaked information that like he was, he was releasing stuff to the press. And then he had that heart attack or something and he blamed her for it. Then you have her stepsister going out and saying these awful things about her. You don't go out and say awful things about, you know, a pregnant person too. Like it just, it, I don't know. 
it just it makes me really mad like what she's going through what her family is putting her what both families are putting her through like that makes me mad yeah and honestly it's not going to happen but god damn if this like actually brings about like a major change in terms of the royal family i would be utterly delighted because again fuck the monarchy it's disgusting and fuck William and Kate, they're gross, and he is apparently a huge cheater, just like his dad was, which is, it's always, it's just so funny, because I remember when I was, like, a teenager, it was, oh, you know, the very um, sweet, dashing Prince William and the wild asshole Harry, and that seems to have turned around quite a bit i didn't hear about the cheating rumors holy shit oh i only know this because i follow well when she's on twitter she deactivates a lot because people are terrible to her um nicole cliff who is a great writer who i like who um writes for slate quite a bit but she she loves this shit yeah no 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 there's some like some uh, i don't even marquess or some shit i don't remember the exact title who uh, who william has been cheating on kate for years like all throughout the relationship yeah that sucks that's mean but does it (laughs) like i don't know after hearing about how she made megan cry but i liked how you know megan worded it beautifully that she did what megan would do if she realized she fucked up and you know she got her flowers wrote her a letter i'm like that's nice that she's not like completely trashing kate but it's nice to know that we are slowly seeing kate's true colors well i did i also liked the bit because i think it's uh, weirdly enough reminds me a lot of fandom when megan is like just because you like me doesn't mean you have to hate her and because you like her doesn't mean you have to hate me like that is something that the press has invented Mm mm-hmm Yeah, and just sometimes people don't get along. You know, why can't people just put that through their heads instead of tearing, like, two women, you know, apart and, like, trying to put them against each other? Like, it it happens. Like, people don't get along sometimes. And, like, that is perfectly fine. It's not perfectly fine when when someone, like, does terrible shit to someone. But, like, why can't people just accept that, like, two people possibly don't get along? And then it has nothing to do with them anyways. But also, you know, the monarchy is so romanticized. And do you know to a point where no, we're sitting down and we're discussing this, you know, only yeah. because of this like massive interview. But you know, going back to the British press, like they have treated them with nothing but disrespect these past years. Like since it was revealed that Megan was dating Harry, you know, you see that one of his relatives is wearing, you know, that um, that oh, the pin racist, or something. The brooch, yeah, the yeah, racist the brooch. brooch. Yeah, like, I've forgotten about that. It's just incredible just what shit still goes on over there because it shouldn't be going on. And we should want change. We should want this or that. But I almost feel like like they, them, them like mentally, like they are still like 50 years in the past. Like I don't know when or how, you know, they're going to learn from this or to be better from this, you know, to prevent this from happening. Because like it's inevitable that, you know, George – might marry you know a person of color you know like one of them you know might be part of the lgbtq you know community you know like you you never know so it just they need to start educating themselves and to prevent something 
totally terrible from happening. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that interview was definitely eye opening. I'm glad that, you know, they got to share their truth because that's awful what they went through. And I hope that, you know, they're at peace now and they can start like rebuilding friendships and family shit. But yeah, here's like at the end of the day, my thing is like, yes, like we're only like that was like their side of the story and who knows how how that's been finessed or something. But but at the end of the day, I also kind of don't care because I'm on their side. And so even if like some of the stuff they've said is, you know, to make themselves look better than they really should in that situation, still fuck the royal family and fuck the quote unquote firm. So I don't even care. Like if it brings a whole lot of bad press to that, like I'm happy for it, even if some of the stuff they said is exaggerated. Yeah, fuck the institution. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like the major stuff isn't exaggerated, which is the racism is extremely like well documented. And the other stuff like the like, look, if somebody says that they were suicidal and looked and looked for help and didn't get it because it would be like a bad PR, like, fuck that forever. Like, if somebody tells me they're suicidal, I'm going to like the fact that there are people being like she's lying about that infuriates me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely awful. Man, monarchy sucks. <laughs> uh, in case you can't tell, there's not not a lot of Star Wars news to talk about. Um, the only real thing is that a couple of books got canceled, and I'll, I'll read the tweet. The first one is from. D, uh, DK books and that is due to the ever expanding world of the Mandalorian we will no longer be publishing the Mandalorian ultimate visual guide at this time as the story continues to unfold on screen and along with that there was from Del Rey due to the ever expanding world of the Mandalorian we will no longer be publishing the Mandalorian original novel at this time as the story continues to unfold on screen we love working with the author, Adam Christopher, and are already working with him on a different book. We're excited to share details with you in the future. I feel bad for Adam Christopher because I assume that book was probably finished because it was delayed by quite a bit before they canceled it. And that's got to suck. Um, I was curious about that book in the first place because... Because of Star Wars' obsession with everything we put out has to be canon, I was wondering, like, where that book was going to fit in in the timeline. Because, like, it's not like with Star... Like, Star Trek put out tons of books, but they were basically just kind of, like, one-off adventures for the most part. Like, that changed later on. But again, it was just like, hey, this is basically just, like, an episode of the show. So it's its own contained little story and whatever. But Star Wars isn't like that. And so with this tightly, like contained as the Mandalorian story was I was I was interested in that novel I'm sad we're not going to get it but I'm not totally shocked that they decided that's not what they're doing I totally forgot that it existed <laughs> um the visual guide I, I mean I assume that's going to come out when the Mandalorian's over um I feel bad for Pablo he was probably working on that and again it's got to be annoying but releasing the ultimate visual guide to a show that is like still ongoing seems silly. 
Yeah. I feel like the Mandalorian, not that it's like kind of in shambles right now, but I think with all the Gina stuff, I think it's kind of like awkward now. And maybe they aren't writing the book anymore because like they're like throwing away the character and maybe like the book was like creating like stories about her, this or that. And I think it would be hard for an audience to create, you know, a story for Gina knowing that she's no longer in it, which is why I just think they should replace her. Like, I know they're probably not going to do it, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that could definitely be part of it, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm glad they're giving Adam Christopher a different book. I think he's a good writer. Um, And hopefully when this show ends, then Hidalgo would do the ultimate visual guide to the whole thing. Yeah. Because those books also have some like fun little factoids in them and stuff. I have a I have the Rogue One one and I like it a lot. Yeah, those are always the books I would find myself like reading like before seeing a movie. I like my local movie theater because there was always like a Barnes and Noble there, so like they would have like the books and I would just do like the the casual thing where like I'm gonna flip through the book. I remember I did that once with like the visual art from the Last Jedi. Like I would like to look through mm-hmm. the book and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, like, there's some rumors about a Luke Skywalker show, but first of all, I don't know, like, the sources on those. And also, like, it seems like, yeah, of course they're talking about a Luke Skywalker show. Whether we actually get one or not, who knows? I would wait until that's actual news because, yeah, of course that's one of the things they're considering. Yeah. Look. If they do a whole show, they better fucking recast him. Because a whole show of that shitty deep fake shit, I cannot deal with. Yeah, uh, just let Mark do, like, Mark doesn't have to be there. Like, let, let's have someone else, like, step in. And, you know, Mark's been doing this for, like, 40-something years. You know, let's let's have someone else, like, come in and and do this. Like, what's Sebastian doing? Or, no, let's not fan cast, because... That's not the best thing. Like, let's let's have let's let's have someone come in. You know, a new actor we've never heard of. Like, yeah. what's McGruber doing? Like, let's have him come in. No, I'm kidding. But I don't know. I mean, we don't we don't need a Luke Skywalker show, and we don't need a lot of these shows. But we we're getting them anyways. But I mean, what does need mean? I mean, we don't need anything. We don't. That's the thing. Is we don't do. De- we don't deserve it. <laughs> We're not deserve. No. I just. I think there's there's so many different things that you can do with like creating like Star Wars shows. Like I like the fact that I don't know every single thing about yeah Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia. You know, and yeah. I want to keep it that way because Solo, just I. I never needed to have it explained to me what exactly the castle run was. I had a dream the other night that there was actually a solo too. And it was so bad (laughs) that like, I didn't want to watch it on Disney plus. And (laughs) the fact that no, no offense to you people 
who want <laughs> to make Solo 2 happen. Like, I want to start a campaign to not make Solo 2 happen again. <laughs> because I can't believe that people put hashtag, so much effort into that. stop Solo 2. I want to start that because I just... No, that was not a good movie. I mean, like, no disrespect to anyone that thought that was a good movie. But me personally, like, I I think that there's so much more out there that you can write. You can create new storylines. You can create new characters. Like, I don't give a shit about Quinlan. No, I almost said Quinlan Voss. Sorry. Sorry, Sal. I don't give a shit about... Um, God, I even know their names. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I don't even want to go back and watch it. Look. Solo gave us Donald Glover as Lando, and I appreciate that. But for the most part, that movie can get fucked. It's terrible. If you think that is okay for a droid to to without their consent be forced into the Millennium Falcon, not cool. Not cool. Especially a droid who is all about like droid emancipation yeah that's just so awful like how how did they get away with that and it always interests me like why ron howard doesn't get like shit from it because like i know that he just stepped into and directed it like i wish that like the writer because that movie was just so bad like i can't believe that people still give shit to the last jedi which was a movie that actually challenged our brains and challenged our thoughts about star wars and why we like star wars versus a movie that's just like so this is what the castle run is. Oh, um, God, fuck the Kasdans, man. Uh, the the reason why Han Solo was named Han Solo. Oh my God! <laughs> terrible. Genuinely terrible. That movie makes me mad because it just makes me mad because like I wanted to like it like I remember recording the episode with you of us reviewing it and I was just sitting here being like yeah I liked this I liked that because I was thinking I'm like I want to be positive about this because like I want to be positive about Star Wars going forward because I hated how people were talking so much shit about you know Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi that like I wanted to like this but I had to tell myself it's okay that you don't like this because this movie is is, is not great but yeah just let's not make solo 2 happen again like i will start the campaign on that i'll make cookies or something i'll provide the snacks i'll start a booth at celebration we'll, we can have our first meeting at downtown disney where we can get dole whip and we can discuss like why solo 2 shouldn't happen like I'll provide all this stuff, guys. Just let me know who's going to show up. Like, you can RSVP to cantobitepod at gmail.com. Thank you. Yeah, I mostly forget that that movie exists. I wonder if there's going to be a movie that comes out that it is decided that, like, it's not canon. Because I was almost surprised when you know the lucasfilm purchase was you know well known and you know happened and they just did that with all the books and everything that like they weren't canon anymore and they created this like canon and legends and because i was comfortable with the expanded universe being a thing yeah but it's much easier to do that to be like hey the things that are canon are the books and the shows 
I mean, not the books, but the movies and the shows. And going forward, everything is canon, but all this other stuff before that it's gone. Then being like, hey, this individual movie that we released two years ago isn't canon. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see that. Now, when it comes to the books and the comics, that is canon until otherwise. Which is, there's going to be some stuff that conflicts, and the stuff that's in the movies and shows is always going to be officially canon. And if it con- if it contradicts something else, well, like, tough. Yeah. I mean, I hope that the next movies that we get are a little better, because it just... It, it just bum not bums me out, but like I I want to be challenged as I was, you know, when I watched The Last Jedi. Like I I want to be surprised. I want something new. So hopefully we get that with the next like couple movies and not with this apparent Luke Skywalker show that we're getting. <laughs> Look, I'm holding out hope for Taika and that is about it. Anything else? No, I think we covered the hour and ten minutes of Star Wars information that we got this week. <laughs> Look, sometimes it's a Star Wars podcast. Sometimes it is a British royalty gossip podcast. It's a drawback. Well, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBite. Nope, the, the show is at CantoBite Pod. I am at EFLind. Um, you can also hear me on the most recent episode of the Rogue Rebels, where Sal and I are talking about Claudia Gray's Into the Dark, the young adult novel uh, set in the High Republic. Brittany, where are you? I am on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger and Twitter as Kendall Britt. So thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest. Who knows? And hopefully there'll be Star Wars news. Also, who knows? But we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Yo, congratulations, Emily and Britt, on episode 100. I am now going to embarrass myself for you. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies, where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, 
only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches All my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fushi dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches All my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele Often email the show I cut a track on them trolls With Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee Busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold The luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time So I shout a Rush too You know the list Ain't complete without Lesson Boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches All my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him, Eric.